So in all my career, one of the most hardest things I've ever had to do is create this podcast, mostly because it forces me to be vulnerable. So the only person I could think to talk to was my friend uh, who is an artist, who bears his soul for everyone to see consistently. Sometimes it wins, sometimes it doesn't, but he does it and he does it at a high level. So I want to have that conversation with my boy, Carl. Let's hit the intro. One of the greatest philosophers of our time once said that when it's up, then it's stuck. Find out how to make your next big idea stick with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of experience in growing and managing businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that you are looking for. Welcome and have a great time. All right, so this is Man versus Brand. Uh, always, I want to give a shout out to my intro guy, um, definitely represents uh, who I am, what the brand is, and uh, why you should be listening to this podcast. So listen, what we have right now is the episodes that are prequel to uh, my live taping. Um, There'll be about three or four episodes that lead to episode zero. Then the live taping happening on December 16th uh, will be uh, episode one, and we take it from there. So if you don't know what Man vs. Brand is, and this is your first time listening, it's really about having conversations uh, to figure out how do we become our best selves? How do we uh, actualize our vision, our dream, our hopes, our wants, um, and and take us from where we are today to who we want to be in the future, and and really to, to go over some of the lessons that we learned from the people that we were to the people that we are today. So with all of that said, I am really excited to have my boy, um, greatest guy in the universe. Though I feel like everyone who has been on my pre-quill episodes, I've called the greatest people in the world only because these are some people that are close to my heart, that are confidants, that are intellects, that are artists, that are creators, that are, just some of the dopest people that you may have never heard of. Um, So this is Carl. Carl, you want to introduce yourself? They're all all great. What's going on? What's going on? The smooth voice coming through. What's up? All right. Come (laughs) on, smooth voice. Come on, smooth voice. Um, So so this is, what time is it right now? Um, I think we've got, in the UK here, it's 12.13 in the night, and we're still grinding. All right. It is. So it's given uh, a smooth, kind of um, chill, kind of vibe. Yeah, it's after, right it's after water. It's after watershed. All right, Twelve o'clock. It's after watershed. All right, anything cool. goes, man. All right, all right. Let's go. So let's cuff. talk. So, 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 give me, so, give me uh, a bit of backstory about you, about um, what's informed your art about whatever you want to talk about let's what, what okay. how do you want to start in discussing it well first of all we're going to start off with you know thanks to you Dion Brown you know just giving us a platform to talk it's been a long time coming yes I'm taking the jacket off that's for the, <laughs> that's for the visuals um it's been a long time coming and what what it really is about why I'm thanking you is because you was able to help me figure out some things that was key when I was in a 
those are moments when you are in between your dreams and the stuff that you're actually doing to get there. So just um I giving you a that. little Thank you. Yeah, you know, just a little big up and I'll I'll get into that later how that played out. But um first of all, so I go by many names. Um in every city I got a name. <laughs> That's how we do it. And so what it is is that I've had many many gifts that I've used, talents that I've used to survive. So first of all, my story would be the Wait, survival. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, before, the survival story. Before, well, no, well, let's, let's actually, before we get into to that, right? Because I think, I think that this is going to be a great story because <laughs> I think to create, to create, and be a creator to have lived in 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 New York to be in the UK to been to Jamaica and and created all throughout not only do you have to to know how to make do with what's available um you also have to you you're also showing up as who you are but in a way um each there, there are different versions of you that are necessary for the circumstances that you're in. That's right. Right. And so you're, mm-hmm. you're adapting to your environment. You're creating your environment. You're figuring yes. out how um, to develop newness from your environment, but also how to become inspired by your environment. Right. So, so yeah. each space, each place, each phase develops something different in you, which can in fact create almost different errors or different, moments or different personas of who we are at our core right so i think first of all if you from like i said my story would be a story of survival the title and also the dream out would be a title but all of those things is what helped me get to the place where i am now which is i'm actually able to kind of do what i want business wise i could do what i want because what I've done is um, use um, all the things that I was uh, good at, things that I did not think was worth anything. So what I did was I upped the worth. I upped, I upped the, uh, the energy that I had for those things. Uh, the smallest things, the things that you do, that you love doing and you did not, realize that you could get paid for that's what i turned uh all of my stuff into so basically wait before you before you start i want to recommend to everyone if you haven't read it um there's a book by alexa clay and it's called i'm sure alexa misfit economy um alexa clay it's called misfit economy the book talks about um, that whatever it is that you want to build, there's a market for it. There is an economy okay. for everything. And so just because your skill set may not be the thing that you see most frequent in the world, doesn't mean that there's not particular people who have demand for that thing and, and yes. that thing is highly valued and that thing can produce money for you. Yeah, you become, a, you become a niche market. 
Yep. That's what we call that's what we call the niche market. And that's the part where most people go terribly wrong because we want to be mainstream, especially now. We want to be IG ready. We ready. But if you have something that you think only you are interested in, you will be surprised. So people will find out by joining clubs and organizations and doing research, finding out there's people that are into what you're into. So what you're doing business-wise, you do the same research and you find out. Um, whatever you do, you could be crocheting and listen, I, I, I have some people that from the deep south, they crochet and um, survival, they decided to start crocheting baby um, sneakers and, and, and doggy sneakers and was making good money out of literally knocking off uh, red bottom Louboutin styles on crochets and made a little bit of money. You can, you can always find something, you know, that that's, I think that's, I think that's true of particularly. So listen, like there's, I think COVID did something interesting. Cause I think it, it, it described what a lot of underprivileged um, societies have had to do, which is go out and just get it on your own. Like you can't rely on, on these big structures to support you. Like you just have to go out and figure it out, right? So, so right. If, if you can make, if you can crochet, then you're out crocheting because maybe the job that you thought was going to um, be the thing that was going to be most stable in your life just didn't work out. Um, exactly. If you look at folks like Dapper Dan, you see like this idea of, um, of art being driven by culture and then fashion being driven by the, um, the top line fashion and then underground fashion producing what top line fashion is doing and more interesting. Yeah. And so you see all of these cross sections and intersections of, um, of commerce, of creativity, of um, imitation as flattery, but also imitation as a form of inclusion because- that, this, is, this, is, this is something that we're talking about now. This is why I made a little company called Rich Fake. Um, before we had the big ASOS and the boohoos, um, I thought of this little company, which would be a little, a little marketplace where you could sell online, selling real designs and top line designs and the replicas. Who cares? You know, fake it till you make it. You know, my thing was people spend so much money on clothes, our identity is so wrapped up in, in style and fashion and stuff like that. But then it can exclude that it's a very ex exclusive little a little a little um business is fashion well trickles, and it's funny trickles down all the way it's funny because you know you hear about the guys who are outside the Kanye West pop up 
who was redesigned, who redesigned his Pablo shirts. I think that's the way the story goes. And then he decided to have them do the actual design or the guys who um, uh, replicate the Supreme shirts. And, and because Supreme wants to be involved in culture, then picks those people up to actually design for them. So there's, there's, there has been this, this way of taking an established brand, creating something that is not direct from that brand and having that brand then be um, inspired by your design. The the thing is, it just doesn't happen for everyone, right? Like there's a very, there, there's there. I think that there is some kind of uh, barriers that are put in place that determine whether your replica is considered counterfeit or your replica is considered spark uh, art. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, this is this is this is why I decided on doing one thing when it came to anything named replica or fake or whatever is take the the sting out of it, but also do it in a different way where we are literally um, kind of repurposing it, kind of uh, changing it, making it new, making it different, and all working with each and every house. That if, if, if so, if we go to if we go to Mattel and we decide to reinvent Barbie colors or whatever, literally, you know, try it and actually reach out to these people also and be like, listen, would you like to collaborate? So it's more of a collaboration with these houses, I feel like that was more the way to go when it comes to um, doing some some of the artistic replication of the big Gucci houses and all the, all the big brands and stuff like that. It, it, it just puts you in a though. different, it puts you in a different place. It was bad back in the days. It was not, it was not a good thing back in the days, um, but it be, it's become fashionable. If you see some of the artists now, um, there's a couple of artists, painters that exclusively dress their characters in, 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 in Gucci and monogram and all type of, you know, and it's actually validated now. It's like, okay, you can, for the art of but, it. It's but, all but about the here, art of it. But here, here, but, but I think As opposed that, to the there's a, that there's this, 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 this also this, this feeder, right? Where, where high fashion is being fed by, by underground culture, which yeah, is replicating high fashion, mm-hmm. right? And so there's this exactly. kind of circle. Yeah, like there's this circle of feeding, right? Where mm-hmm. every each part of the cycle needs the other's part to feed into it. Otherwise, that that part won't be validated, right? So right. if high fashion didn't have street art, it wouldn't be edgy. It wouldn't be interesting. It wouldn't be innovative. And if mm-hmm. if street art or, or, or underground culture didn't have the aspirational brands in art, it would, it, it's, that's what gives it the drive. That's what gives it the momentum. That's what gives it the aspiration, right? And so yeah. each part is really feeding into the other. Um, um, and when it's right, I think you have really awesome creativity happening. When it's done wrong, I think you have um, theft by which the biggest platform is the creator, 
right? Oh, Where you're right. like, I have the yeah. biggest platform, so therefore I did it. And even if mm -hmm. I took from you, smaller creator, oh well. Well, well, that yeah, because that's the re that's the reverse. That's the reverse of the streets and. The streets is where the idea starts. The streets doesn't mean just the streets. The streets is where everybody walks on. There's no, there's not one of us that is not walking on these streets. So therefore, all the ideas are made right there on the base foundation. Everybody's walking around with ideas. And guaranteed there's like maybe another hundred people that have the same idea as you. It's just about executing the idea. So everybody has, everybody wants to be the you know the one with the the dopest concepts and stuff like that and so we're all kind of copying each other anyway is there anything new in business really is there anything i mean except for the what the internet's brought but is there anything really new so my my whole take on things is i started off as an artist i've been an artist since i was three and a half years old where i was in kindergarten and drew uh, sorry to say, painted Wonder Woman with the biddies out. So that I was, so that instead of uh, being chastised, the teachers gathered together and gathered with my family. And um, what it is. All right, so okay. we just had a break in audio. So you're telling the story. We did. So you're telling the story about um, Wonder Woman that you yeah, had so, drawn yeah, her so, in kindergarten. Yeah. The teachers had gathered, your the parents teachers had gathered, and... The teachers had gathered to call the, uh, the, uh, the school. Okay. Called the, sorry, called my uh, parents and um, let them know that uh, what you should do is not um, chastise this child. Is Actually, he's an artist and let him explore all of that. And that's what happens. So my next wait, wait, hold on, but pause. But your family kind of has like they're 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 artists in their own rights, right? They, so well, they're, come, they're, they're you have come from like a, a, uh, yeah, from like a musical. Yeah, my my dad my dad draws and paints. My uncle draws and paints. And um, when it comes down to music, yes, you know the uh, what we call well what's called ska music ska music the musicians the main the main groups uh that that hit it big in the 70s late 70s 80s which is the selectors uh had a song called on my radio and the specials would be known for this town coming like a ghost town and we're talking about fun boy three and all these different groups that came out they actually have uh, the guy from the director from Peaky Blinders is actually working on um, a a series with all of that in there. So that should be. Interesting. And for people who don't know Ska, um, that's what informed a lot of the the No yes. Doubt kind of music. <clears throat> yeah, well, of... yeah, inspired, yeah, inspired. You know, all of all of Gwen Stefani. No, well, not not Gwen Stefani now, but. The, the the old the old sound that she would she would have had with that group, that was kind of the pop, um, punk aspect because Scar did, uh, uh, mold and meld with punk, music and um, punk rock style and so, after a while it became that's quite poppy. But so and, my, and so my 
bring it back. So that's the great thing about uh, music, right? Because like we just talked about with fashion, things are melding and, and melting together to create something new, right? So, mm-hmm. so you have one form of ska that is very much censored, as you said, in, in, you know, in this kind of Rastafarian culture, and then it's commingling with rock and commingling with pop to create something large. My question is, is with the selectors and all those guys, did, do, do you think that they've gotten their credit in history for, uh, yeah. for they have, yeah. so that's a beautiful thing. That is an amazing. Yeah, they get they get they get their flowers regularly because Good. um because um ska music is is upheld by uh, the white listeners, okay. and the white white listeners support as we know. My good white people support what they're into. Got it. So so for black people, we start the trends. We know this, and so uh, the trend of ska was was in the the sixties. So it, it, we would not be upholding that that style. Now, I mean, we 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 know where it comes from, and it's like an old grandfather, isn't it? But we're not going to be um, wait. Do we start promoting punk? it so much? Do we start punk? Supporting it. Do we huh? start punk? I said, do we start punk? Do we start punk? Did we start punk? Yeah, like cause punk, oh, yeah. Well, of course, yes. Yeah, of course, punk was like did. very British, right? Like punk came. From yeah, but 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 we guys. still we still have. Um, so much to do with you know when it comes to revolution and rebellion yep um and revolution mostly um so yeah that and that's a part of it that's what punk was born out of revolution all right so you got a bunch of artists you got a bunch of artists in your family and yeah so we have so we have a bunch of artists so my 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 both of my my uncles they paint and the rest are into comics uh heavy heavy into comics and stuff like that so i was able to be exposed to, you know, even the Rastafarian um, ideology, the mythology and, 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 and what have you is, is very grand. So my next big break came, I think around about 10, okay. when we did uh, the world's longest mural at the time. And um, we got in the Guinness Book of Records for that. So I won regional, local, whatever. Um, competition for for art, so that went up on the wall. Uh, we was we was beat out six months later by Barcelona, but for a while we held the title. So that really cemented me being an artist. And I was only really I was never good in school. Uh, so the teacher would put me to really do art all day, and I'd do murals around the wall, Battle of Hastings, ten sixty six, all of this type of stuff. So I became somebody who was always different because I was always um, just moving through the art and not really through the, the, the people because I really didn't know how to uh, really move with the people. They were quite different from my household. So uh, the next thing came for me to start really, I was really a, a kid that was really bored. And so I started doing all types of things like making clothes out of tissue. <laughs> I would make I would make miniature clothes out of tissue, clothes for dolls. I stole my sister's Barbies. I put them with my action men, and we I made couture, and we we did all <laughs> y'all that. Did, y'all, did, y'all did runway <laughs> shows. 
All right. I, wait. I, 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 they didn't make it to the runway because there wasn't enough time for the parents come home and and and, um, and, and confiscate that. But yeah, we uh, I definitely learned how to design and um, design quickly because when you're making stuff with your hand, you learn what a drape looks like. You learn what you know. Some, okay, that like that does not work. That would not hold up. So I went from that from working with tissue paper to studying Oscar de la Renta and their drapings and, and, and some of their haberdashery. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff and, and which I'm growing at the time. So I'm, I'm moving more into the music. I'm, I'm still doing the art and I'm trying to figure out my way out of the hood, even though we was considered to be middle-class in my family. Um, we're the kind of the, the duns and the dunnesses of the neighborhood and um, the areas. So, but what happened was me, I'm a, not a child of um, that type of, uh, I don't know, thinking wait, like wait, they were Rastafarian and I was funky. Hold. So, so, so let's, let's talk about that, right? Because I think yeah. that there is, um, so I yesterday wrote an, uh, like a very brief thing on Instagram about Virgil Abloh, who what? I was going. I was just gonna. Be, I was gonna big him up while you saw Matt Kanye because I, I saw that show and it was definitely amazing. Yeah. Um. And so you know, big up passing, to, the, to the black man with his first Louboutin show. And in his passing, um, two days ago now, I believe it's two or three days ago now, um, forty-one cancer. Um, they, I guess, he knew coming into the Louis Vuitton deal that he ha he would he had cancer, but sort of pushed through that. And just how the brain has the foundation for all of your great ideas. It's really about the body catching up, right? It's really about being in spaces where you can say, I am thinking about this. And people saying, I respect that decision, not only because you're creative, but also because you take up space, right? Like you're not a child. You are someone who um, has the capacity to articulate, but also the capacity to um, create something and that something not only have value for you, but also have some place in the world. And it's really like, you know, you you are creating and drawing um, at in kindergarten, and you're creating and drawing at twenty five, at forty. Um, and the beautiful thing is, is that as you mature, your art in some ways does, but a lot of the same ideas. You know, if you drew the same Wonder Woman right now, the thing will go up and, uh, and, and, and have the potential to be sold, right? It's the fact that because you were three and these were adults, could they not necessarily, I mean, the teacher saw the art, but not necessarily understand its place and how amazing it could be if only because you were a little... Too young. I, I think I think I think I think it, I think if I did it now, 
it wouldn't it wouldn't be as amazing as it was when I was three. I think that's the that's the the next kicker is that um, a child a child's painting is so awesome, you know, so abstract. You know, if it was done probably in a in a different different scale or whatever, you probably end up spending um, paying a million million for it because. It's just so amazing. We, we we get so contrived when we get older and so controlled, and we try to. Uh, uh, most of us artists will try and give the people what we think they want, and so then it becomes you know, it's a hit and a miss. So um, I think literally, what we're saying here is like, what's inside you. Bring that. You can bring that. You can bring that out if if you if you allow it like if you allow yourself to kind of dream my number one thing before you're an artist before you could be an artist you have to be a dream you got to dream if you do not think take time for yourself which is hard to do but i've been doing it all my life and i think the, the dreaming part is what people they kind of want to put you down for that they kind of want to bring you to a to a halt for the for the dreaming, but the dreaming is where everything starts. Like I I I, I think of inventions. I don't just think of art. I think of inventions. I've been trying to invent stuff. I think of sculptures. I think there's there's nothing that where the mind doesn't go. You know. But but that's what. But I think so. So what's interesting is um, I feel like we're actually really in agreement. I think. What I was trying to get across is this idea that um, as you grow, you have the same ideas. It's just not, you just articulate them different, right? And so, so. Yeah, you want to get paid. Yeah, you right. Money. So you just articulate them different, right? You take up different sort of space. But in essence, like, you could take a tissue dress and make that tissue dress now and place it on the right person I've, and now I've, everyone's I've, I've creating tissue dresses I've right and so and so what you're creating when you're young doesn't necessarily mean that that work and that art isn't valid because if if you're a whole person and you're dreaming and you're you're inventing and you're creating then a lot of those things that you were doing that you were young will inform the art that you're producing as an adult which is what is actually what will become valuable so if you don't have it exactly. in the beginning you just don't have the power that's all yeah, when exactly. you're when you're a kid exactly. you don't have the power the power will be your support system which will be your parents and all if you got some awesome parents that push you in that way for me that was my grandma she was the one that uh at seven years old pushed me to go on the stage i was not happy about that but she was the one that pushed me to go on the stage, I went on the stage and I never really came up until a couple of years ago. So that is actually what saved my life and really, it's another part of art and it really, um, she's the one that I really look, I know my parents were the ones that, that took me and everything, but it was her that I accredited with, you know, some of the, the great things that I got to do. So when you're a kid, no, you will not get that that help unless you are completely talented, which there is many, many people walking around 
that are very, very talented, but never get seen because people are not looking. So we're talking about your support system again. We're talking taking about, up space, right? Like as you yeah, take we're talking up about the, space. The, the, that energy yep. that you have when you're an adult, where you can push yourself forward, is the, the one that, you know, the, the energy that may not be there with your parents because maybe they couldn't push themselves forward in that type of way or didn't see it as valuable. You see, you're going, you're going into worth now where do you feel like what you're doing is worth something? Do you feel like the thing that you love the most is it worth something? I have seen so many people take so much small things that they are kind of not, it's not necessarily known for, but they love doing. We have, we, we have people back in the, in, the, in the days who were DJing and making mixtapes in the 90s. You know, now they're doing um, uh, podcasts and, and verses and all types. Of, you, you have to stick to what you love. That means that you're going to have this completion. You're going to have this, this feeling of, 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 of being a human being, being more humane because you're tied to, you know, something that brings you joy. So if you get up every day and you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to do my chores and everything, work and do all of that. If you can slip in something that you really, really love, will that not enrich you? Will you not feel, you know, more empowered? Will you not feel more ready to share yes. you know, yourself with the question world? Question of why, so why are so many artists destructive? Or why is the perception of artistry and creativity seem to be so aligned with um, destruction and because um, that's the ones that people talk about people and security and insecurity, right? That's like, why ones, is so much of that uh, tied to it if it is empowering? In fact, because that because those because that's what gets you talked about. Like that's what gets you known in all circles. Remember, you're stepping into a circle once you start selling. Because it's all of a machine. So once you start selling, you start stepping into money circles. So whenever you do something terrible, you do some terrible stuff, you will find yourself um, talked about because people love the energy. They don't care. Like if you walk around and you give a hundred people a dollar, like nobody's going to talk about it. But if you go and you slap one person, somebody that 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 circle that was around, they're gonna talk about it for the rest of the day. That's gonna be on their, their topic. So it's like so, people so, so wait, gravitate so towards so wait, hold drama. On. Wait, but, well, actually, hold on, wait, 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 because because I, I feel like you're because it's downfall. You're really, you're, think you're, about you're, it. I was downfall. Wait, but you, I, you, I think you're you, onto you, something here. Hold on, let me just let me just let me just walk through this real quick. I just want to kind of. I'm on some hateration. Well, no, I don't. I don't actually don't. No, 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 no. I think no, because that's, that's what I, what I think. Go ahead. What what I think you're doing is having um, a conversation about about energy, right? And and so yeah, there is there is well, well there is this sort of the, the, people are attracted to spikes in energy whether that spike be negative or positive, right? So in this example, you said, yeah. I gave a dollar to a hundred people and it's not really being talked about. 
or uh, or one person is assaulted and it is talked about. Um, I think that it works in both directions, right? So you have these, you have all of these kind of high vibrating energy creators that get a lot of love and attention. And then you have some low vibrating um, creators that are getting attention, but it's really in your capacity to develop this kind of momentum, this energy, this interest around you. And, and for People some, like to be it's going to be good. Be yeah, for some, it's going to be good. For some, it's going to be bad. But the idea is that you need to develop energy. And if you're not developing it, then you might not be in spaces where people are interested in what you or your art really has to say. Because most people are not doing art. So that's why you say the artiste, because it's one person that is creating something that uh, once you, you know, you could go off the street. I'm, I'm, we're talking Basquiat here. So you're going off of the street where nobody's interested and somebody that a lot of people are interested in, takes interest in, interest in you. So now here we go. Now, whatever you do, remember, all of these people are interested in you and that person would be Warhol, aloof, not caring, but then he cares about one thing. So all eyes are on that one thing. So, 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 so the, the hate energy is there because they're like, well, what makes that person special? And I would like to see them fall. So when you start doing things that we were talking about, uh, people putting spotlight on the artists of old that have been doing it since Van Gogh. So the whole thing with him and the other painters and, and stuff like that, all the drama, it's well documented. Okay. We just take that type of um, scandal. We love a good scandal. And we just take that type of thing and run with it because we like to get shocked. The human being, I don't know why. It, it, I'm going to tell you the truth. I do that, not. Isn't that the point of art, though? To, like, to shock, to create conversations? Isn't it not to move us forward? To like, and it, isn't the way it, to move it, you it's, forward it's to, to, it's to, to make you think? It's to present something to you. You know, we can't, we can't say that every single human being that makes art just makes it to, you know, for you, to shock you or to, it's meant to take you to a place, whether it's a beautiful place, a, a shocking place, a, a hurtful place. It's meant to convey a message. But most people like to pick up to the, the shocking message because we like to be stunned. I don't know what it is. Well, hold on. Because I, I, th I think I might be, I think our definitions of shock might be different. To me, shock means a sudden and rapid change in emotion. So if I see something no, and it's beautiful, shock to me means wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, let me, let me, yeah, hold on, wait, let, like shock to me is like a rapid change in emotion, right? So, so I look at that beautiful piece of art, and and it moves me, and I wasn't moved before I saw that art. It now has shocked me. It has rapidly shifted my emotion. And so shock can be negative. Shock can be positive. Shock can be beauty. Shock can be ugly. Um, the state of shock in, in the way that I'm perceiving shock means that there is a shift in emotion that happens rapidly.
not necessarily to a positive or to a negative space. I think I think I understand what you're saying completely, but I, I believe, but 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 um, my take on it would be, you know, human human beings we do love a good. Uh, kind of a horror type of shock. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's one type. Of. That's one type. Yeah, we like to be. We like to be. Um, uh, Salacious. You know, we, we kind of like. Yeah, we like that kind of negative twist. If you, if you, if you, um, I think there was a whole maybe month that I was getting up every morning, and I'd watch a good world star. I'd watch a good fight video. I'd watch a good. You know, I'd watch a video with somebody getting whooped. I think nice. it started with Sharkeisha. I think it started around that time. Oh. And um, it's a certain vibration, just like watching um, Real Housewives or anything else. Uh, it's a certain vibration that you'll get to kind of being a little bit mm, 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 negative, might I say. It kind of uh, lends itself throughout the day. So you can find yourself being quite like, I don't know, like a magnet almost um, to that. And so the internet is good for that. I've noticed that. So and, and what you consume, it's what, it's, it's what you consume too, right? So like if you consumed fries every day for a year, you're not, re you're not going to be healthy and you're probably not going to make healthy choices, right? And, and so if you're consuming... Yeah. If you're consuming violence and you're consuming like, you know, just these kind of outlandish things, then then that's going to be the way that you're going to need more of that in order for your entertainment, in order for your engagement to be interesting, right? You're going to need more of it. It's like you start lower and it starts to climb you'll either need it more frequently or you'll need it to be more intense for it to be enjoyable because people like every, people people live off of that shit people yeah. actually people I, I i i i actually know somebody who works worked the first time with a a couple in the upper east side of manhattan they, Ooh, that's where they I just live. come into money <laughs> they just come into money and um, they didn't really know how to work with, you know, a, a black um, employee. And so they spent most of their time watching marathon uh, sessions of uh, Real Housewives, kind of learning how to snap and pop and twist like Nini. So they were able to, uh, yeah, and so they totally thought they was going to be able to talk, to talk to the lady this way. But they didn't know that not all black people are, you know, snap snap pop and twist like that and you know it was just it's just one of those things where like i said it, what you what you what you what you watch what you consume you kind of become that so you can kind of take yourself out of that also um that's hard to do but people are concentrated on uh, um the bad parts of the artist because just to bring some of the beauty that they people can't understand they think that you're you, you, you must be more than human for a moment because we put so much money inside the artist's hands, so therefore they're supposed to be like superhuman. You know, they have problems and, you know, it's not all artists are tortured. 
it's mostly all people are tortured. Artists just know how to get some of that out. Okay. You know, you're able to release that sometimes through the art, and sometimes you cannot release it. There's, so there's, you, there's whole years that I do not paint. There is whole years. So what do you think about... So I want to I wanna, I wanna come to... Um, all right. So, so now that you ended with that, let's, I'm going to ask you a question. Then I'm going to backtrack to something you said earlier, and then I want to ask you a question. So how do you, um, or if someone is listening and they are, um, they're stuck, right? They're in a rut in terms of creativity. Um, what are the ways that you found yourself uh, through it? Um, how do you get to the other side of it? If you're just in a block creativity, um, what is what do you do? What's what's that look like for you? Meditation. That would be the the number one thing that I would suggest. That would be the number one thing I said. What I did. Uh, I found my inner child. That was different, but I found that very much, very very much later on in the game. That's a whole nother topic. But what you can do is free up yourself. I didn't really understand what that meant. It was told to me many times by a good Jamaican. They were like, free up yourself, youth. I didn't understand that. Okay. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand that whole concept of being free. So being able to spend some time with yourself to be able to think, you know, what, what is it that I love doing what, what do I really love? Most people have kind of forgotten their joy. I don't know what that is. But a lot of people forget. I think it was you working, you know, type of stuff. Get yourself together. Um, the number one thing that I did, like I said, was free up myself. I, I, learn to love yourself a little bit. You have to learn to be kind to yourself. That means not being beating yourself up. You, you got to you got to learn how to um, let go and move on and do all this work. There's a lot of work that you, that you have to do, but you got to start. The first thing is every day, make that decision. When you do something stupid, like when you are a retarded, um, um, minded self, when you are not working on any human type of level, you have to kind of pull it back and say to yourself, okay, hold on a minute. Everything that I know that might not be correct. Everything that I'm saying, it may not be, you know, what I really believe. It may not be correct. You got to do a lot of soul searching to get to that free part, that free part of yourself. But you can literally start by just small meditation. You don't have to do now 30 minutes and no hour and all that. You can do literally five minutes. You can do three minutes, one minute until you get yourself out of, until, until something brings you out. You know, okay. you can um, access your own mind through just being still for a moment. So the art of meditation, not to go too deep, is you are usually asking questions all the time. All the time we're walking around, we're asking, we're, the brain, we're asking, well, how does that work? How does this go? But meditation is like, you're not asking any questions anymore you're getting just like straight up answers. Like it's just a time for you to just reflect. So 
that's the first part. The second part is, whoa, <laughs> you got to um, you got to figure out what you love. That's the second part. Like, what do you enjoy doing? Anything that you can, that you can, like some people. I've seen people literally, you know, start off on the under under YouTube with like one and two little tutorials, and that was really amazing to watch i've watched people just i've watched people grow so you got to allow yourself to kind of grow also and make mistakes like what are you going for are you going for a public life are you going for a you know individual you know type of situation wait so, wait, so you're saying if, if you're in a rut you you for so first question your reality figure out meditate focus on yourself the second thing is to figure out your reason your why for what why, what you're doing to figure out if that can support you getting out of it. Yeah, I think I think you, I think if you if you're really serious, like there's times where we're not serious. So if you're serious, there was something that I learned where it was like seven little questions, and I, and just uh, just one of them questions was like, what's your worth? Like, what do, what is your net worth? What is your what is your? And when you start doing that type of mathematics it's going to really break you very quickly you're going to be like you know what am i going to do yeah, so that inspires you to, to so so so, <laughs> so some people so some people are inspired by um lost other people are inspired by gain right so so hope can inspire you or fear can inspire you i'm going to lose my house can inspire you or, or i am um i have no money can inspire you or I uh I want to get a second house can inspire you or I want more right so you can come from a loss or gain philosophy. I have a yeah. question. I have a question about the woman or the the hey, people that were learning from Nini. Um. So so I want to harken back to that conversation. Uh, to ask you a quick question before I ask you um mm -hmm. about some artists. So. Do you think do you think that in those cases it's a circumstance where like um I listen I'm just going to give uh, an artist I listen to Drake in my car on the elevator up to my job um I listen to Drake when I work out but when I experience in real life someone who looks and sounds like Drake I don't really know how to deal with their actual existence in life. So I can, I can, I can appreciate the concept of this thing, but not necessarily want to have any proximity to it in my real life. Oh, well, well, yeah. And I think that's what this particular lady who's, you know, of course, no, not of course, but we're going to say, of course, she was Caucasian. She was a, close to being a Karen. She was a Kara. I don't even know. Um, and so literally, she was, she, was, she, was, she, was, she wanted to be so badly all of her life. So what it is, is and big ups to Supergirl and big ups to, you know, Kara Zorro. Yeah, big ups. So um, what it is, is in that situation, there are people, there are people out here who, I mean, listen, the whole music industry is built on that. We, 
we already have the the, the papers are already in on that. It's uh, you know, it's, it's the whole demographics and markets and people that buy music that have nothing to do with the music that's actually being being consumed. So then we have um, TV. Number one is the number one thing. Well, used to be. Is it as the internet? It used to be the used to be the number one way for you to look inside the world of people that you would never ever get close to ever get close. I mean, to. I'm I'm gonna be transparent. I love, uh, and and this is gonna sound. Um, this is this is going to sound differently than what it is intended, but this is honest. I love anime. I love sushi. I have a Japanese character on my arm. I have all of this love for, for Japanese culture. But that's not necessarily my day-to-day existence, right? And so if you, if you right now put me into Tokyo, I wouldn't even know how to function. It, well, there's it, an appreciation. It's right? I, I appreciate it as a but, – but it's also an understanding that I appreciate concepts. I've actually gotten the ability to, and I think this is what we're talking about here, is pick and choose. I don't think that white lady will get a tattoo of Nini on her back. No, but what I'm saying is is that you can appreciate something, but not actually But that would be deep appreciation. In it. Do you you understand what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? Just like like what you're saying, that would be the, 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 the same level as how most of us who are thinking move. If it it would be the it would be the funniest shit, but it would be literally if she got a tattoo of a of Nini right on her back right there, and knew how to really roll and speak to people properly. It would be the same. It would be appreciation. It wouldn't. We wouldn't even be talking about it right now. It, it literally would be just like it would be nothing. Well, I was gonna get to that. I was going. I was going. I was gonna get to that, brother. I know. I know. I know. I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that. So I succeeded. You know, that's what I do. Well, no, but but that's not exactly what I was gonna get to. What I was gonna say is. Um, if you put me into so so I have all this appreciation, um, but I don't have a cultural affiliation. If you put me into to Japan right now, I wouldn't know what to do, but I would know how to respect the culture, right? Differently, right. I've seen kind of an appropriation of Japanese culture. Our culture's not respected. Like, right? So I because I, I, I love anime, I love certain aspects, you then start to see people who um you know, uh, K-pop is a great example of this, right? Where you kind of have one culture appreciating another, and then people start to take on and 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 transform it into and try to associate with that culture, but only associate with the pieces of it that they're interested in engaging with, right? They're not really interested in the totality of it. Um, they're not interested in the struggle. They're not interested in um, the political atmosphere they just really want the product and anything that is outside of that product they really have no interest in because there's not a true appreciation of it as a whole or an appreciation of the the items that it has introduced you to or brought into your life it's really just about i just want this thing and i don't want anything else that comes with it because this yeah. thing is the only thing that's of interest to me. Well, 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 right there is right there. I have to go. I have to go in right there. Even even on the on, on the Japan tip, 
you know, um, big up to my uh, godson Tyson and and I and Asia. Um, I had just made a uh, the Savage Fenty. She made a uh, one of the covers of the Savage Fenty um, campaigns. Big up to her. And um, just just even that they are they are black and Japanese. They are half Japanese and they are half African American. Okay, and so that's how much we appreciate me and my crew and my people, people like me, that we don't just go and, and, and just uh, we're not buying a, a watch here and going and oh we, we love Japan and no we actually go down to Japan and learn the language and the whole night. You know, I have uh, family members who lived there for, for several, several years, you know, and um, that's appreciation when you're trying to literally understand, you know, the world around you and not just take pieces and uh, this we call the culture vultures, come down, swoop down, take a piece, probably, probably the dead piece that we ain't even using anyway. And that's, that's the thing because some of the, some of the, <laughs> some of the vulturing that, that, that you have, that's why it's so corny when it happens. We'd be like, man, we've been left that. that exactly. mm, mm, you on the end of that baby. Yeah. You don't yeah. Kind of, that, That's not you even know the thing that we were really about. excited about. We weren't excited yeah. about that thing. We're excited about right. this thing like, over here. And, and you, you, you try to take that thing from us. Yeah. We're you like, make we're that like, thing that, the like, thing Why did you even bother? Like, of we've course. seen it. I, I remember when, I remember when uh, branding, when, when um, Sunny Delight changed their name to Sunny D because nobody was trying to trying to drink Sunny Delight in the hood. Yeah. I remember when they changed it to Sunny Dean and the whole commercial advertisement changed and, and it was now very hip hop. He had his hat turned backwards in the whole nine. I mean, I mean, it, it doesn't stop. It. it will not stop. It doesn't stop. It just gets a little bit um, um, more interesting. I did rewatch Aladdin a couple of days ago. Okay. And on the disclaim, there was a disclaimer on the front of the cartoon okay. that was uh, describing, yeah, Disney winning, I'm saying the name. They um, were saying that uh, there were depictions and characters that, you know, at the time, you know, were seen as okay, but now it's not good. And that was yeah. really, that was really something. I had to oh, okay, wait, wait, from. backtrack, backtrack. Because I think uh, there, there's, there's some, because there's the new Aladdin that just came out. You're saying that mm -hmm. the original Aladdin, like the cartoon that was Aladdin, Aladdin. They're like they yeah, were the cartoon. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. The real source. Got it. Okay. The real. The real sourcey source. So, I mean, so listen, come on let's, now. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk artistry, right? So, so you mentioned Basquiat, who is the um, the staple of when people think of um, painters and black infant. painters, right? Uh, like he's he's up there, just in in complete just art society, but very much. The, the the standard the, the, the savageness is up there yeah the, like, the, 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 the disgust is up there but but what, so what do you feel about Kehinde Wiley well of course you know I'm going to say that for Kehinde it's been you know seems to have been a whirlwind but I'm okay. sure that he's um faced a lot of even more probably um, kind of, you know, adversity more than probably Basquiat did. So for folks who don't know about... expecting... Uh, wait, hold on. For folks that don't know about Kende, what, what, how would you describe his art? Well, 
his art I would describe as very much needed. I can really only go from what I experienced, which is, you know, everything kind of goes back to your childhood. So you, you've got you to kind of um, allow yourself that also. So when I was a little kid and I went to the museum with the school or with anybody else or whatever, I literally used to walk around, see those paintings, and I used to say to myself, first of all, there's no black people here. There's nothing black unless it was in the corner. And when I say it, I mean you, there's reduced to nothing, reduced to it. So now we, we've got to a point where we're like uh, not seen or most of those actual um, paintings we're never on show. We've never seen them because they've always been something that you can laugh at for, for, for people to, a group of people to laugh at or to ogle at or to be shocked by. Um, it's not for the mainstream. So now we're speaking of me going there and really seeing these, these paintings and wishing. That was one of my actual dreams that came true, wishing that um, I could be in the paintings or, you know, because I'm a history buff also. I love history and I love art history. So actually getting a, a chance to work with and be uh, featured in, in seven, seven paintings in total. I think I've seen five of them. Um, Wait, seven there paintings? Seven, there, was seven, yeah, seven, there were seven paintings that I was featured in. By whom? Um, in the China collection. The, the collection would be... Wait, so we're talking, um, we're talking about Kehinde. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, Kehinde, okay. Wiley, so. Got it. So, so, so you've yeah. been in seven of Kehinde's paintings? Yeah, seven of, the, seven of the paintings in that collection, which would be the, the world collection. But describe his paintings. For the world. So you were saying you, well, you, you never saw yourself, and then you yeah, said well, there's a well, dream to well, see we're talking about we're talking about museums, so I'm speaking of fine, fine art and the masters. So we're speaking of uh, uh, if uh, the people that are listening, I'm forgetting they're, they're listening. So we're talking about the pictures of the old kings and queens and uh, the most affluent people. There's many people that were rich and famous and did not get into those photos. So it was only it was only a select few um, of the most uh, richest and probably the most important people in the world were in those photos. And I had decided as a kid that I should be one of those people because, you know, I have a narcissistic flow. So anyway, we, we come down to uh, what do you mean? seeing... What do you uh, mean? Well, you know, the, you know I, 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 for me, I think me being an artist, I was able to go in on, on, on being a narcissistic um, because I'm allowed, was allowed time to get into my creations and therefore you start to feel like you are a God because you're, you're able to create and only God can create as far as you're concerned. So therefore, as far as the world concerned, so you become a little God walking around creating stuff that people go, ooh, and are for. So that's what they, that's, that's what, that's the main thing, apart from the cuts and the, the, the scrapes and the, and the bangs and the bruises from the streets, the main thing that I've, I've witnessed in my life is people cooing uh, and saying ooh and ah and um, enjoying, you know, for all the people that enjoyed, um, enjoying what I do, mostly on a large scale, larger than 
you know, most people get to, 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 to feel and witness. And so, um, so as an artist, you've been as an artist, in yeah. art, wait, you've been mm-hmm. in art, featured in I'm, art, I'm, I'm while able also to producing myself, yeah. art yourself. Yeah. Well, well, it, even in small ways, I was always, people are always looking at it from an artistic point of view. They're always like, okay, there's, there's money here. And I think that's, that's, where we're talking about, we're talking about branding and stuff like that, business. Even as a kid, people knew that I was on the road to make money. It's not even funny. This is real talk. So here we go. So basically, I'm looking at myself in these uh, uh, old masters, uh, most opulent paintings in the world, and saying I should be in there because I know I'm of value. As a kid, I'm looking at myself and knowing that I'm a value, regardless of whether uh, at this point I'm getting narcissistic. I have to hold that narcissistic vibe as a child because there's no strong powers you have as a kid. As a kid, you're, you're invisible and your voice is not heard. So I was knowing that the only way that I was going to get attention was through the art. So it also pushed me to do more art. So it was kind of like mm, good and bad things happening. But um, seeing myself in those pictures, <clears throat> paintings, wall-sized paintings. You guys have seen them if you ever watched um, Empire. They're, they're at the back. And most importantly and famously is um, he painted a portrait of uh, our great um, President Obama, President Barack Obama, ex-president. <clears throat> so, 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 um, so this is what Boston, yeah, that I mean, portrait. this is what um, Kande did. Let's talk yes. about, so how do you feel about Kerry James Marshall? He's still alive. He falls between Basquiat and falls between um, Kehinde. Um, and I don't really see anybody. I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm street and bougie. I'm, I'm street and bougie at the same time. Listen, okay. I love everybody's work. Yep. I even, I love it, that's that's the whole point. I I think of being being this artiste that I'm gonna be, and I feel just being a human being. Forget about being an artist. I love everybody's work, even if I don't like it. I like the fact that you are doing something. I like the fact that you are still trying or still going. If we have a whole world with nobody producing nothing. We're gonna have a whole. It'll be very boring. We got to keep on going. So, so God is in the design. Yep. You know, you you, you can't. You're gonna to say to yourself, "Well, why do that?" First of all, the brain shuts off a good um, concept in about twenty to thirty seconds. So, when you think of something really great, and you like, "Ooh, hustle central," that made me some money. Let me. Mm. You clap your hands on that one, you will literally find that the brain will go. It'll give you 30 seconds to be like, that is hot. That's hot. And it'll start cooling down. You'll be like, ooh, you know what? Mm, I got bills and I got things. I ain't got enough energy to do all that. The brain, do not let that, th- th- hey, five, that 30 seconds, that 30 seconds rule, do not let the brain shut you down, override that, and keep on running. And if you can do that, I swear, you'll be able to come out with some greatness. You'll be like, okay. Your, your money will go up. You'll see yourself come to a full circle, art-wise, business-wise, and even 
just living your life wise, if you allow that 30 seconds to really shut you down, if you don't learn to override that, that's where you'll fail at. So question, you're, you're, so you came from an artistic family, you're artistic, uh, you mentioned uh, your great-grandson, so, or your grandson, so are, is, are your kids <laughs> artistic? Sorry, my bad. Are your, are your kids artistic? Um, they are, yes. Okay. Definitely. And, um, I've just, I've just, I've just realized that my grandson is a great artist. He, he, I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, to be honest with you, I'm, 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 I'm interested in sculpture, okay. but the things that I saw him make, I'm thinking to myself, I may try to, uh, introduce him to sculpture and to other things like that. And I think that's where being a, a human being, I always say human, it's not, it's not about being parent, grandparent, whatever, friend, whatever. Being a human being means that you, uh, a full person means that you put yourself to a point where you can share. So sharing your knowledge, that's for free. It, you can empower somebody so much, you know, enrich them so much by sharing knowledge, which is the real power, which you, you share it for free, you know you'll be rich in so many different ways. So I'm seeing that I could literally, um, I'm thinking, introduce him to some sculpture. For, for the people that are, have the kids, you can actually get your, your kids' um, drawings made up into, into um, little teddy bears, and I think that's kind of cool. So I All think right. I want to do that with his, with his, with his, his concepts and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. And I had no idea. I did not know until I saw just the little things. And I was literally, I'm literally blown away. I have them in my house right now. I'm like, let me, let me get that. And, and, I, and I really, the funny thing about it is some people, what we were talking about is some people don't have the verve to really be excited about what they see. When I saw those pieces that the, the grandchild made, I literally not just snatched them up because they were his. I snatched them up because they were art. I was like, let me get that. I was, really, <laughs> I was willing to fight for it. Literally willing to fight. I, I felt as passionate as yep. if I had a good couple of a hundred thousands and was going to uh, bid for a piece. I really felt that way. So you have to really um, understand that when you see something and it's great, give it its greatness. And if it's worth something and if you can, push it has potential like my like my grandchild has potential i'm going to see if we can push it and if that's what they want to do never force of course um like my grandma did me <laughs> but we can literally find a way yeah so 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 what how do what's the line between um earning and commodifying your work and selling out, like the, the, how, how does an the, artist the know line, when you the line is when you're when you're, when you're when you're out here and you're making money and you're making money off because you're doing what you don't love doing from when you, you from when you're not from when you don't love doing that. Sh like, how can you sell out if you enjoy what you're doing? Like, if you are loving what you're doing, whatever it is, I mean, like whatever it is, if you're loving it. You'll never be selling out. Selling out is when you get to a point where you are 
doing something that you know you're not feeling inside. You know, you know the same, right? You know, you, you know, you're stepping on toes or whatever it is that you're doing. Yep. You're like, no, this is not good. And and also, when we say sell out, we do kind of mean. Well, my perception, because my perception is totally different. Uh, when I say see, see sell out, usually you should come from a, a musical industry hip hop kind of point of view so selling out for me would kind of mean it appropriating because come on guys we don't want to talk about it but there's black appropriation this is what we was kind of hidden on before we saw about japan but there's kind of a black appropriating into a really 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 what we some of us call the white way and what a lot of us will call the western way and so if we see a, 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 a black person selling out would be that they're very much catering to an all whatever group aesthetic. Okay. Um, so, so really? not really, so it's something that it's something that you notice, don't you? You can't say somebody's selling out unless you, you notice that there's a difference. If they've um, if we see Britney Spears spinning around to another kind of funky tune, we're not going to say she's selling out. We're going to say she's doing what she, what she do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, if we see her before she got free the other day, and she was um, doing a little reggae, little reggae straggae, and a bit, and a, and a couple of Caribbean songs, we'd have said, "Wait a minute, now, hold up." So it's the same thing with um, with anybody. Because that's what I'm going to argue that appropriation that, is in, that inside being, there. That being a sellout, I think she. she in faith. Well, so well, so for me. Uh, so, so for, wait, I was going to go back to the rich fake thing. But so for me, selling out is, is in my, in my, sort of similar to how shock had a different interpretation uh, for you. And for me, I think selling out really is about volume over quality or quantity over quality or volume over value right like you sell out means that all you want to do is just push it you, just you don't even care how quality how quality it is it doesn't even matter who you sell it to you're just you're so you're so driven to get it out there that you yes. don't actually care about the quality anymore you don't care about what the art is saying anymore you don't care about anything you'll work you'll do anything to earn money from it and you no longer are invested in what you're doing but, and so, but, but that's the word invested in what you're doing that's the main part because now i'm looking towards a versace and a, and a, and a house of and we're going to say there is there's, there's a business wise we're not talking just fashion here it's on business wise there's there's no greater uh, uh, fashion business that that was able to you know, Gianni Versace passed away long ago. Um, and designs are ever popular. You know, consumers are consuming. Um, probably even more popular now than it ever was, to be honest with you. And they make, you know, you can get, you know, Apple key ring holders, Versace. You can get everything in Versace now. Yep. Um, whereas before it was so exclusive that you go to the store and you probably wouldn't be able to get something back in the days in the nineties. You still go to the store, you wouldn't be able to even get items in the store. You have yep. to order it. So, so now we're talking about 
people are really kind of they're just like they're they're they're, they're diluting the the their brand by just making their brand yeah but but you were saying i'm saying he's still they're still up there because they know their um their 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 their, their, their road they know they know their lane sorry um they know how to stay in their lane and just with this there's no selling out they, they, all of this time they haven't sold out even if they they make smaller items now who cares but they haven't sold out because they, they stayed in their lane when we're talking about people selling out is when you know that they ain't good for all of that and they just they're up right <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> like, I don't, don't know I, I think i think there i think there was a time um in the transition in versace where it, it wasn't quite sure i think um, what's the but, other but this is a house. No, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 what's the, what's the, because, because this is, um, this is where I think you, what, what ends up happening is, is that in order to keep, so when you're diluting your brand, in order to keep the one portion that you want luxury, you start to create spinoffs of, of brands, right? So it's the, the Ralph Lauren, the Ralph Lauren black versus the polo versus the RX or whatever. Right. Um, I remember Versace had a line that was V2. Yeah. V2. Right. Or um, I remember, or Ar- Armani, Armani had Armani and then it was what Armani exchange. Right. It was, it was like EX. Yeah. EX. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I think in, 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 in trying to, um, to almost like sell out, but still keep your brand integrity. That's what these brands have done, right? They've been able. But, but they were the biggest houses. They were the in. first ones to do it. Yeah. So they were. So that's why. That's why they were able to still stay fly because they were the first ones to do that. Like it was very hard for a, a, a you know a regular small brand to go ahead and to to launch a baby sister, baby brother brand, and then still be viable. You wouldn't, you know, how would you do that? So those were the first big guys to do that. But, but what's interesting about really- that, what's interesting about that is that it, it, it's, it's also, I think, in the reluctance to look at underground culture for influence that forced the brands to have to create generic yeah, that, that's, baby brothers, that, yeah. right? Because you you didn't look to what was actually going on because people couldn't afford that. Those wanted, days. Exactly right. So instead of really uplifting designers and 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 just uh, the art that was coming from below, they a lot of brands just started to create these kind of generic spinoffs to um to 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 apply to a generic person. But business-wise, I would have did the very, same thing to that. I know, right? And that, and that becomes, I think, the sellout, right? Like, the, as opposed you to... Got, you got Banana Republic. At, and then you have Gap. What, what, but you, both of those are generic. Well, they're both generic, <laughs> but Banana Republic is the, is the, is the, is the, is the step up from, from, from hey, Gap. Hold on. Hold on. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, no. Pause, pause, pause. First of all, I love all of these brands. Um, I love them all. Let, let me say that I love all these brands. I love Gap. But if you only got, I love Banana Republic. Like, your name. Wait, no, like, no, 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 no. But <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me just say this caveat, right? I love all the brands. I think the brands are awesome, right? Um, um, but like holding a a Ferragamo in the same. 
No, you can't. But there's still big houses. Like a banana republic. No, what I'm saying. No, is, but there's still the huge houses. But, but I think, but then, but I don't know. If, I don't know if if Banana Republic has a point of view. I don't know if Gap has a point of view. I well, everybody, every, but they're all. I they're all the same now. now all them companies are the same companies. Banana Republic, Gap, Navy. They are Old Navy. They're all that. They're all owned yep. by the same company. Generic. So, right, but they're, but they're big holders when it comes to stocks and states out here in the world. Just like you know the 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 the, the, the Gucci's, the Prada. Pradas and and the YSLs, they're all well, huge. Actually, you know, I'll argue money, that, money. That, no, well, I actually argue that that they're actually bigger holders because what the others lack in volume. Oh yeah, brands like the Gap can churn out. H&M, oh yes, Zara bigger can holders. Churn out more clothes at more affordable prices, right? And so, oh yes, and so you have more people buying market share, right? Which is right. again the essence. It's not the sellout because you never really started out with the point of view, right. I think, so you can't really sell out that way. You're just right. a generic brand. And if, uh, if, if you're designing things that are um, – if you're designing things that have a point of view, that have a perspective, that have an interesting thought, that, are, that is trying to push for innovation, I think if you if – you, you can look at a business model – of like a banana republic or a gap you can look at how to franchise um how to how to advertise and use out-of-home advertisement but if your aspiration is to then produce similar stuff then you you are czar right because is it is it, is it czar h&m that ultimately takes things off of the runway and just reproduces it and throws it in the stores. I think it's one of them. Right. I can't remember which one, right. but but your business model is to create a, a a watered down version, an accessible version of something. When you have all of these kids out here in the street doing what you said you were doing when you were three, which is, you know, putting some things together and really informing, you know, what trend looks like. Kids are going back to the '90s. Then they're moving forward to. You know the, what futuristic looks like. But they're wearing but dad hats, right? And they're just yeah. and they're really informing what it looks like. All right. So listen, I, I have some questions that I ask everyone. I want to ask okay. you because um, I, I think Let's that you you're gonna have a a, a good uh, wide selection. So if I was okay. to look at any streaming um, platform that you're watching right now. What do you believe is the 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 thing that you like the most? Like what what show, what movie, what are you watching right now on a streaming platform uh, that you think that is the hardest question? All right, but I would say what I did watch the most was or the uh, or the best. Or what do you think is the best right now? All right, the platform I was watching was Stars. It would be Stars, and that would be through Prime. Okay, even though I'm a, even though I'm a Disney Plus holder. Okay. Um, I, I'm watching Sky Cinema right now because I'm in England, so we're doing that. But but I will go. I will What's go the with the show. The show would be P Valley. P Valley. Done deal. Let's okay. talk about it. Now wait, wait, hold on. So so the other question is, um, if I was to look at on any streaming platform, what you have. Uh, what's in your previously watched, right? What 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 you have? What would I be surprised to find? I don't think you'd be surprised to find um, 
or someone um, who knows you, right? So this is Sam versus Brands, right? So if, if I look at you Retro. and I'm looking at you at a brand and you're like, oh, I look at your Netflix. What am I looking? I'm looking at you and I'm looking at your Netflix and I'm like, you don't really watch that, do you? Like, what's that thing that you watch? You're saying it's Saturday morning cartoons? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm really heavy on the Saturday morning retro cartoons. I'm, I'm heavy on it. I mean, I'm heavy on it. There, there's a couple of uh, channels that I, I literally, you, you'll just, you'll be inundated with um, retro cartoons. I mean, I go all the way from um, Captain Caveman all the way up to um you know um, not so much the gi joes but uh, the mystic mystic warriors you know it's okay. my, kind of my thing it's, yeah I'm, I'm i'm all over that and um you'll find a lot of zen music on my previously watched you'll also find a lot of million dollar home but not 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 listings you'll find the the, the landscapes Maybe their pool, maybe something, something cool. So when it comes to when it comes to uh, streaming and stuff like that, I'm not really watching many, many shows. I've tried to over the years pull myself into um, watching stuff because, to be honest with you, and I'm not going to be like I'm an artist, but I spend most of my time thinking how to create stuff, even though I. Mostly, the reason why I spent a lot of time is because I didn't have the money at that time to for the tools to okay. make the art. So I spent, I mean, copious amounts of time going over lines and things, how I would draw things and how I would paint things. I'm doing it right now because I'm about to do a marble wall tonight. And so I've spent time going over the lines. It's almost like I'm in the painting or in the work and I'm going over the things a million times it's probably a little my ocd working for me because i'm able to get detailed and probably i might do I, I might do a couple of months of um thinking about this thing revisiting it over and over again so i really didn't have time to get into uh movies and stuff because i was doing music at the time so i was consumed with the music so and now watching world star apparently I, 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 you know what? When I, <laughs> you when admitted I to it earlier, music, like you was, you was no, watching Sharkisha. Yeah, no, when I stopped doing music, I literally started to look at the world. That's when I decided. I said, "Oh, I said, I, you know what? I signed up to Netflix. I, 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 I got every streaming platform that I could get. I was on the Hulu, on the Crackle, everywhere. I was everywhere, trying to, you know, see what I'd, I'd kind of been missing. So now, what, what I do is I, I, I pretty much watch anything." that Disney Plus is giving. I'm that type of guy. Right, you'll, so find, you'll find Disney Plus on my, yeah, I'm heavy on the Disney Plus. So, so last question. I've had um, Netflix for six years. I had to get rid of that. It was a mess. So last I wasn't question, watching brother. it. Listen, so, so uh, artists oftentimes talk about legacy, right? So you have been a painter, a musician, a music maker, producer, um, writer, all of that, right? And so, what what do you what what do you think about legacy as a concept? And what do you what would you like to well, see in terms of your own legacy? Well, that was that was that was a big thing for me because I came from the days of Michael Jackson and them. So, you know, these people had not passed away at the time; they were just blazing in the sky. 
And so I came from that era where it was kind of do or die. Like you're either going to be really, really huge or you're going to be nobody. And it wasn't PC and correct when I was a little kid. In the 80s and the 90s, we was not doing PC and correct. So it was, it was harsh and it was about whether you're going to make it or you're not going to make it. And so therefore my legacy for me, I was going towards, I, want, I was running towards a legacy for me. That was an egotistical legacy for me that I would be remembered as being a great artist. Okay. So I didn't necessarily go with what was going to make me actually the most money I went with what was going to bring me the most kind of fame quickly while I was alive so I went into the music world because I had the talent to do these different things so plus I was I was exposed to it as a young person so therefore um, my legacy became you know what I would do with the music subsequently having a, a, a heart failure for me change that whole game having you know getting a heart attack when you're an older person is one thing but getting a heart attack when you're younger it makes you evaluate some things so i felt like at that point making music hip-hop music was not going to be for me at that point so therefore now we're talking about you know now i'm trying to you know look back at the world and you know watch netflix and whatever so now so now we're getting to a point where what is the legacy going to be if you're not doing music and you're not going to be the famous person that you're going towards. So now um, I had to do a lot of reevaluating. So for, you know, for people that are listening who are disabled, I do represent the disabled people of the world. Okay. Yeah, that's Wait, because so, there's a so lot legacy. of people who, Wait, are, I, who are suffering. I, I do a hundred percent, but I, I want to, I want to, I want to just dive into legacy. So, so you wanted a legacy that was driven from ego I wanted, to, I wanted, I wanted a famous so I wanted to be remembered for being a, a baddie. But now, now, what do you want to be remembered? now, what I would like to be remembered for is perfect for me, and it's just enough for me, which yep. is being a nice person. Good. This being a person who literally not only helped, but change would change your day. Like once you've you you spent time with me would have changed that person there. Even if it was for a second that I came across somebody that I was able to either change their day in a positive way and also that I'd be remembered for being a wonderful person. That is my only legacy. So now if I have, if I'm doing art, because it, it kind of fuels me still, it fuels what I'm doing. It really does. It fills me up. So now I'm doing art again. Now I'm actually creating again, whether or not I'm, literally got a pen in my hand my mind is always buzzing now that's why no matter how old i'm getting or what age i'm getting to i'm feeling um optimistic about life because there's still things that you can create and i'm still able to create things and there's still things that i want to create so that's let me know that life is not over so we have a lot of things coming up in the future. And for me, there's a lot of things coming up and this exciting things. I mean, I am excited to make my first sculptures. I want to make some very, you know, some, some interesting stuff. Cool. And um, that for me is a journey because, you know, I mean, who's black sculpting that you can say 
you know, on, you know, the tip of your tongue, you have the name, you know, the, and it's, it's not even being about a, a black man, but if we're facing, you know, all types of, um, you know, walls and barriers still as a, as people, you know, we're going to face it as black people also, we're going to face it double. So they've got that going through, but then sure. that's also an interesting challenge for me facing it as a black person. It's going to be probably even more interesting than me having, you know, doors open for me and I'm just able to walk in because I might not have walked in with the right concepts. It's really going to blow my own mind. As an artist, I'm not here right now to feed the people. Maybe later on they'll see something great. It doesn't make any difference to me because I've had the oohs and the ahs. So what I want to do as an artist is be able to, to, to wow myself, what we're talking about, shock. I want to be able to shock myself. And I do a lot of the time, when I'm doing my stuff, I'm actually shocked. I'm actually, I actually look back and I'll be like, did I do that? That is absolutely amazing. And that's how you have to feel inside. All right, amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, we, um, we, we over? Are we over? No, this is it, man. This Biggie. is it. Listen, this is, this is, uh, this is about power, man. So um, I tried to get as the many power, questions power. in as, as possible and let you get through, you know what I'm saying? I, I, so think, I, think, deep, I think we did good. Rooted thoughts. <laughs> um, I, uh, I appreciate you, man, for, 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 for those. I appreciate you too, man. Oh, absolutely, man. I appreciate you. Like for those who don't know, this man is, 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 is at least my link to um, the, the artistic era of interacting with those associated with like, the the herrings and through to the the Kehendes. but also like we had an amazing friend who passed um Jermaine Smith Jermaine mm -hmm. Smith who produced um work that was collected by um models yeah. go, 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 go look at him on the, Everyone, the internet he, right? he, like, he was he was touted as the new Basquiat he was yep, he was touted one, for a minute yep as the new Basquiat they were they were ready and, and when I say they they were ready the art world the, the, the snooty world the ones that will, will will ultimately give you millions of dollars and probably ultimately bring you down to those people were ready for him and they were calling him the new Basquiat and, and that he had the the uh, what's the word the 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 vibrations of um a basquiat where he passed um, he did pass. um tragically and, and so uh, we're missing we are missing him but we also you know I think I think that's the thing about legacy right is that you're it's sometimes it's not really about your impact in terms of volume your impact well and well volume, well right? it, here's an artist here's an artist that went through that was tortured here's an artist that went through some of the things that Basquiat even went through in his in his personal life you know you know we're talking about Jermaine Smith here and um we're talking about somebody that ultimately went through some type of you know changes and, and transitions and his art kind of spoke for itself but that's not what his legacy was to me his art his art may be his legacy to some but to me he treated me as a human being and and I was always a feature when he was around actually I was a model and a muse for him um we, did, we actually did a little uh campaign where he uh was doing some of the stuff that I'm doing now which is 
collaborating um, on uh, Versace pieces with his work. Yep. And um, so I, ha I do have those the photos from that photo shoot, from that last photo shoot. And so his legacy and what I would like my legacy to be, which is the same kind of thing, is how you treat people. How, how, how did you make them feel? So, yeah, definitely big up Jermaine Smith now. Big up Jermaine Go look for him online. Absolutely, main art one. Mm -hmm. Listen, so this is Carl Murray, also AKA. The King. The King. A this is AKA. Having, having <laughs> AKA. The Automatic Prince. AKA. The Automatic. Listen, we could go down the line. We would <laughs> be telling so much if we went down the line. <laughs> so but listen. It, it's Automatic Prince. You already know who it is. Automatically Prince on Gmail. Anybody want to ever get in contact, you can get in contact. It's not a problem. Absolutely. That's fine. All right. Well, I thank you for being on. Again, these are um, the, 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 the episodes that are coming before episode zero, before my first episode, which is going to be live in Harlem cool. with an audience. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get in contact with some of the people who I uh, love, admire, um in fellowship with to talk to them about um man versus brand like just what what does that look like what is how does that show up and and how do we work through you know our own greatness our own failures our own successes our our own insecurities uh how do we work through what it is to be a creator an entrepreneur uh what does it mean to sell out what does it mean to uh, buyout, right? What, what's what's the difference between that when you're uh, the 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 different sort of vibrations and energies that we are? Um, you know what so energies? Do you know what energies are? Energy energies are today. Before we before we um, spoke, I went on LinkedIn just for a moment, and I was a your brands that you had worked on and some created popped up, and there was like five of them. And I was actually, I was actually smiling. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I hadn't seen that while I've been in England. I have not been seeing anything. But I was like, these are things that are so kind of so real to me. Those brands were so real to me because they're things that actually worked. So it was just really, that's how energy works. When people yep. are actually doing good things, you will see, you will see the evidence of it. So kudos to you for, for always bringing the babies up you bring you bring the babies up you bring you you, you you this man here starts starts he will he comes into businesses sometimes and i've seen him uh really talk to people and rework what they have their their strengths and their weaknesses and rework even their weaknesses because your weakness can work for you sometimes and he reworks them and literally helps them launch their business and launch better businesses and they're always they are always from any conversation not not it's not guaranteed that that he'll come in and just give you a conversation no it's every single time that you speak to him you will be enlightened about something about making money and getting your business to where you need to go ultimately getting yourself where you need to go not just about this is not about money here it's always about money but it's not about money here with this guy <laughs> He helps you become a better version of yourself, and that is hands down. And that's why we, that's why we love this guy. So, big up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank so, you, my brother. Yeah, so, God bless everybody. 
Listen, God bless everybody. There's no better way to end than to talk about me. I'm kidding, kidding. There, there is definitely better ways to talk. But listen, so 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 follow this great man. Um, all information will be located. I'll catch you the next episode. Um, until then, stay blessed and be great. Bye, guys. Bye. If this talk just resonated with you or could help someone you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms. Till next time, and remember. With any business or brand, give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.